Hey, so right before we start this episode today, we wanted to take a moment of silence to honor the life of Nali Agustin. She was a soul that impacted so many people worldwide, especially some of the guests that we will have in the next few weeks. So us at Umami Conversation want to take a minute to celebrate the life of Nali Agustin, celebrating the impact, celebrating her story. Let's take a minute. Mommy Conversation, we would like to acknowledge with respect the unceded territory of the Algonquin Anishinaabeg and Kanihuakwa or Mohawk peoples on whose land we are recording today. Miigwech. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram. It is Umami Conversations, one word, and on Twitter under Umami underscore Convos with an S at the end. Enjoy this episode. Be blessed. Wow, today's Wednesday. Today is a beautiful Wednesday afternoon. And um, I want to welcome everyone to Mommy Conversation. If this is your first time tuning in, we started a series called The Holistic Approach um, last month, and we're still in it. And with this series, I have a beautiful guest with us. Um, her name is Kayan Ward. Did I say it right? Yes, you did. Yay. Kayan, welcome, welcome, welcome to Mommy Conversations. Thank you. Um, before we, we dive into this conversation, I actually wanted to give a little bit of a background on the reason why we're here and mm-hmm. how it, it kind of transpired, you know? Um, so a few weeks ago, uh, my co-host and I, we had a, 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 a episode where we spoke about self-love and self-care. Mm. And in one of one of the posts we had on Instagram, I was kind of explaining how, uh, what did I say? I think I said something about how self-care or self-love doesn't have to cost you money. It doesn't have to cost anything. And, um, Actually, no, that's not even what happened. <laughs> Sorry, that's not that, that that's not what happened. It was during that, like just during that time, Kayan had posted, yes, Kayan had posted something on her um, Instagram feed. And I'm actually gonna read it. <laughs> I'm gonna like, I don't wanna miss any word. Okay. So Kayan posted reminder. 
to decolonize and deconstruct your self-care and wellness practices. And then she writes, here is why. The colonized way of taking care of yourself might be causing you more harm and disconnection than you know. Your cells are asking for ancestral knowledge, wisdom, and energy for it to awaken and to be activated in a way that is more holistic, respecting and conducive to your being. And when I read that, I was like, wow, I never thought about that. So this is why we're here, Kayan. <laughs> and, and as I, I shared with you, this is the reason why we're here, because I thought that it was such an interesting um, comment. And then mm-hmm. you made mm-hmm. another comment on one of my posts, and I was like, no, this conversation needs to be had. Like, it really needs to be had. So I'm really glad that you 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 know, made time um, to be here because you're actually supposed to be on our next month's series. <laughs> so you're gonna, you guys are going to hear Kayan twice, okay? And and that's such a blessing. Um, so I read all of this, but before we dive in, Kayan, can you just share with us? We do, I do know that you're a multifaceted artist and creator, a dancer, a choreographer, creative director, um, but there's so much more to you. Um, could you just speak a little bit about the magic that Kian is doing in this world? Oh my goodness. Um, wow. You shared a lot right there. <laughs> you shared a lot. I was, I was listening to you read what I wrote in IG and I was like, wow, I wrote that. Oh, wow. Wow. Kian, you said that girl, you said that. You said all of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, about me, um, there's so much in the sense like, you know, you can always talk about yourself and list all the things that you do. But I feel like the foundation of um, KN, my energy, is rooted um, in culture, rooted within my people. And I've grown and learned so much more about the work, that, the, the energy that I have inside. And that energy is the energy of movement, that I'm able to use movement to connect people, to help people heal to help um, us express ourselves, to help, um, you know, in self-exploration. So everything that I believe that I do comes from a movement, creative and artistic foundation. And that has allowed me to dance, create choreography, create productions, as well as to use that movement to help in self-development and help in wellness. And um, so that's just, a, mm-hmm. yeah, that's where I guess the magic is, it's in the movement and um, learning how to be grounded and be basic, basic in the things that um, connects us all, you know? I, uh, yeah, so that's it's the movement. I use movement, self-expression and self-exploration in all that I do tied into embodied ancestral practices. Yeah. Wow. So movement, talking about movement, when did you get in touch mm-hmm. with that? Well, I was born in Jamaica. I came to Canada at mm. eight years old. Mm. And I remember, and it's funny because I shared this story a couple of days ago. I remember the first time I realized I was whining and it felt so spiritual. I, it was just this mm-hmm. massive energy in my body. I remember I was back home in Jamaica mm-hmm. out in the yard where we all shared. Everybody lived on the yard and then all the kids came outside and played on the ground barefoot. And I remember whining and this mm-hmm. energy, you know what I mean? I just remember the energy I felt. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. But anywho, I came to Canada at eight years old and I've always wanted to dance. 
always wanted to dance, but I've never seen myself represented on TV. All I seen was ballet, mm-hmm. everything else other than myself and my culture, my roots and my color. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think I could dance. So I danced at home where no one was looking. I just danced and I loved it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then all throughout high school, I did talent shows, college, I did talent shows and stuff like that. But I just, I wanted to do more. So I, long story, I connected with a dance studio called DLM, Dance Like Me Dance Studio. And I started taking dance classes there and I started teaching. And then that's how my commercial introduction to dance was, right? So how long was it from the time of the age of eight? So then I was probably um, from eight up until my early 20s was when I finally decided that I was going to go pursue this thing called dance because I just didn't think I could do it. Right. But I did it. Everyone who knew me knew I loved to dance and that I could dance. Wow. But I didn't believe. And also the finances, too. I didn't have the finances Mm. to take dance classes. And Mm. you know what I mean? So that's why I thought that dancing was always rooted towards capitalism it always had to be for performance you know what i mean so and because when i came to canada at eight years old i there was a disconnection that happened from my culture yes and i had to heal through that you know different i had to heal through that there's a disconnection and it was a very violent disconnection because you come here at eight years old and then automatically you're told that you're not one of us you're not good enough yes and nobody explained what was going on so as an eight-year-old Growing up, you kind of have to make sense of it all. So then my brain did something where it just kind of like shut out for protection. So anywho, I would DLM. And then one day for something else, a show I was doing, a girl said to me, Can, like, you're so good at dance all. You should create something. Mm. And I was like, really? (laughs) She's like, yeah, you should create something. And then just the fact that she said that to me, I was like, let Mm. me explore this. And I started to basically... Everything that I was doing at home behind closed doors, I started to now make it more visible to the public. Mm-hmm. And then that took me down a journey of just people were like, wow, can you're really good at dance all Caribbean dance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that was like mm-hmm. the, the, the commercial side of it, you know, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. the cultural rooted side, I always did by myself at home. I never shared it with anybody because it was so spiritual for me. And I didn't think that anyone would understand that. Wow. Right. Because when I also seen spirituality they always, the commercial industry made fun of spirituality until spirituality came cool for them. Sis. Right? So everything for them was never truly the grounded, rooted spirituality. It was always some Mm -hmm. other stuff, you know? So I never shared it. Mm -hmm. But then my life started to shift and it was like my ancestors came to me and they were just like, girl, Mm -hmm. wake up. You need to start doing what you're doing at home amplify it, get active and elevated, and you need to start talking about it more. And then over the course Mm -hmm. of like six, seven years, I started doing more of what I was doing at home with sharing it with the public. That is so beautiful. Yeah. So movement was always in me from the time I came into this world. I've been blessed to be born on an island where my ancestors were deeply activated and elevated. You know what I mean? I was on Jamaica. So movement has always been there for me. But I just mm. never, I didn't, um, there wasn't enough space inside of me for to me to fully embrace and embody right. what that truly is. And when I mm. awakened to that, I was like, oh, okay, this is this my is gift. It. Yeah. This is it. 
you know, it's when you talk about the fact that when you came here, there was a disconnect. I think a lot of us, um, I would say children of immigrants mm-hmm. could, could relate to that. I came here even way younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know that I remember I was having a conversation with my mother and uh, my mom was telling me that I think I was like around three and a half, four. I begged her to bring me back to Ghana. Oh, really? Like she was, yeah. She was telling me that I like a few weeks in I was mm. like why are we here can we yeah. go back I want to go back I want to oh. go back you know so I as a child when you come from a certain place where you see everyone that looks like you when you talk about even dancing um it's funny because me too I started with dance actually because my mom used to dance mm. so when we came here I did those yeah. um those ballet dance and ballet jazz and all of that stuff you know i did that i did the hip hop mm-hmm. i you know dance was now that you're talking about it i'm realizing how dance was spiritual mm-hmm. but i didn't know mm-hmm. i didn't understand that part of it mm-hmm. until once um i went to i started going to church to this african church well, this African church, this Ghanaian church. Mm. <laughs> and the way the drums mm. and the music moved me, Kayan, like literally, like it was spirit that moved mm-hmm. me. It wasn't me moving. Mm-hmm. And I like I ended up going into a trance and then and then it became a thing, you know, like then when I every time I went to church, it was like, oh, the crazy girl, you know, that like just dances mm-hmm. and goes mad. Because now I'm realizing that no, the reason why was because that's that it was part of me. Part of you. It was part of who I am. Dancing mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. is a spiritual thing. It's mm-hmm. a spiritual gift. It's a mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you have to know all the, you know, the um all these new dance moves yeah. and all of that it has nothing Nothing, to yeah. do with that it's yes. so much deeper yeah it's so much deeper than that yes. you know so i i understand yes. um what you mean and why you were you were in hiding quote, yes. you know yes. air yes. quote yeah I, it was you were like protecting protection you know what i mean and also to yeah. the adults in my life at that time they were busy trying to live survive and figure themselves out in this space yes. So who had time to really explain and nurture, nurture an eight-year-old, you know what I mean? So I was kind of left to kind of figure it out by myself. And though ballet was there and ballet is very beautiful and all these other dances and movements are all beautiful. And Mm -hmm. I enjoyed many parts of them. Mm -hmm. They, my cell only went for that because that was what was told that was what dance is. Mm -hmm. So dance, I was like, okay, I can dance. Okay. Ballet, jazz modern this is what you have and i'm like oh what about dance song what about soca and what about Mm -hmm. the natural stuff that Mm -hmm. wasn't presented to me so i went for that naturally because that's what was told to me but my cells were like we're going to go Mm -hmm. hibernate yeah we're going to go hibernate and when when my cells finally got to open to that more and more and more the more me started to basically wake up because that was what my cell was needed and that goes back into what i shared in the ig is that sometimes we attach ourselves to all the things that's presented to us and they're, they're okay. They're good. They can enjoy them. But the stuff that really makes us come alive and heal, I think it's rooted deeply in our ancestral wisdom. So talking about that, um, b- back to what you were, the, the statement that mm-hmm. you made, I want to find out when did you recognize um, 
that there there was such a thing of decolonizing mm. and deconstructing okay. um, our self care and wellness mm. practices. Um, so I felt like I always seen and felt a glitch always from the, when I came here, I always felt and seen, but I didn't have the vocabulary, the okay. understanding to really explain what was going on with, you know, and what needed to be done mm-hmm. because ever since I came here, there was always that like, can, if you ask my friends, can just does her open thing. Can just says what she wants to say. So there's always a side of me that says, that doesn't make no sense. Why should I do that? I'll always mm-hmm. question things, mm-hmm. but never having the full understanding. Mm-hmm. I had my daughter. So before I had my daughter, again, um, I, I was different spiritual initiations were happening within me. Mm-hmm. But then when I got pregnant and then I had my daughter um, in 2018, I would say that was when the word decolonize and decolonize deconstruct started to really like embed itself in my body. I was like, whoa, what is really, what's this all about? Because what happened was, I believe the birthing of my daughter was the birthing also of more ancestral energy coming into this world through my daughter. Wow. And it was the birthing of my ancestors says like, this is not, you can't go on this way. You have to see some truths. Mm. Right. And I just started to realize that so much of who I was was trying to fit into a system that didn't appreciate me. And I realized so things that I knew but didn't have the words and the the readiness for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we want to heal. We want these things. But then it's like, are you truly ready? Are you ready? And sometimes we call out for ancestral ancestors. We're like, oh, we want ancestral healing. We want ancestral wisdom. Mm-hmm. But it's like, are you ready? Mm-hmm. And I think when I had my daughter, I was ready because I was now responsible for raising yeah. a, a baby girl. Yeah. So I was ready. And then the deconstructing and the decolonizing started to make sense to me more. Right. And then mm-hmm. I started to pay attention to the wellness practices. And then also to, I had experiences going to the doctor Mm-hmm. Not really. I was like, why is this happening? Why am I being treated this way? Something seems mm-hmm. off here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's not so yeah. in your face. Yeah. Certain things seemed off. Yeah. You know? And I was just like, what? So then I started to really meditate on it. And I started to realize what it was that, you know, when we get pregnant, the community was around us. The community nurtured us. Yeah. You know? But now there is no community. You're, you're no forced community. into this hospital. Yeah. There's no community. You know, um, hands that you know what idea where these hands have been. Touch yes. you, touch your baby. Yes. Community, you have mothers and grandmothers and sisters yes. and friends. They come to you and they touch you with loving hands. Yes. Loving hands that are made to heal. This is the yes. difference? Yes. Yes. You know, so. I, I definitely feel you on that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> loving hands, nurturing hands, loving words, loving soothing words in your ears to comfort you and your baby mm. as when your baby, baby comes into this world. So, so many things. Yeah. But that was when the decolonizing and deconstructing started to really make sense to me. Yeah. Can you pinpoint or give an example of what decolonizing self-care is? Okay. Because when I, um, me and my co-host, we did this recording, you know, one thing, just a bit like you, like, I'm always questioning things, mm-hmm. okay? Because I'm like, why do people do this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't get it. And I remember I kept seeing these pictures on Instagram Mm. with like nails done and spa days and all of these things. I'm like, ah, 
if this is self-care and self-love, yeah, yeah I don't have yeah. many of those yeah. things, you know? Mm-hmm. So is that what you mean by yeah. decolonizing? Yes, you know, wow, that question is such an important question because unless one is truly ready for it, yeah. what I say will go completely over their heads. If you're not ready for it, you're not going to see it. You're not going to understand it. You're not going to question it, whatever. It's just going to be like, I'm talking, whatever. You're going to be like, well, I'm just, whatever. You're just going to yes. go do what you see them presented to you. So for me, the benefit, and I have to say this because I was told and showed for the longest time that the way that I grew up in Jamaica and all of us, many of us who grew up in like the islands, Caribbean, Africa, mm-hmm. are told that the way that we are raised and brought up, there's something wrong with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but I was blessed to have been born in Jamaica and not have access to so many of the other things because that allowed me to be so grounded and rooted. I came to Canada and I lived um, for a while in Regent Park, which was at that time called a low income neighborhood. Okay. So I was around people and also the Jamaica and home who mm-hmm. used what they had to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. They just, they did what they can. But also what I seen was I seen people in my family who took care of themselves differently from what was presented to me on TV. Mm. So what I started to realize, I'm like, so wait a minute. So you're telling me that if mm. I don't go to the spa, don't do my nails, mm. don't go do yoga like this, mm. that that is not self-care. Mm. But like, I've never done it like that. But I'm like so happy. Mm-hmm. When I whine and joke up and shake up my bum mm-hmm. and broke up myself, yo, I feel so good. Mm-hmm. So what are you trying to tell me? That the way I do it, it's not good in the way you do it. And then I started to really look at these um, things that were happening. Yeah. I said, I'm going to explore. So I started to look yeah. at like some of the practices they were doing. I'm like, but that practice is our practice. Look at that. I was like, well, wait a minute. So you mean to tell me that when, example, you know when they say set your intention? Yes. Set your intention. But wait a minute. But when we set our intention and speak something, they're going to tell us that it's obia and that it's bad mind this and this mm. and that, right? And then when we visualize, visualize, they're going to try mm-hmm. to tell us that, oh, it's like um, black magic mm-hmm. and all these mm. different things. So wait a minute. You're just using different words. <laughs> so I just like, mm-hmm. it, it was, I was just like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You're just literally taking words and flipping it so that it wouldn't be associated with what we were associating with. So it, you know what I mean? So what, it, what I mean by decolonize, when you are ready, what yeah. you have to do is look at what's being presented to you. Yes. And ask questions. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. this true? Where did you get this information from? Who told you this? You know? And if you're someone who wants to get rooted in your ancestral knowledge, surrender mm-hmm. to your ancestors showing and telling you the truth. Because mm-hmm. they will show you and tell you. So that's basically, I surrendered. Yeah. It's, it's a journey. And it has. It wasn't a one-day thing that everything started to come to me. It's been, it's a journey. And I'm still on that journey. Because some days I wake mm-hmm. up and I'm like, oh, wait, what? What? I didn't I didn't even realize this. So what I mean deconstruct and decolonize is just really asking questions and that's things things that's presented to you. So example for me was um like I shared before, like the, mm. the things that I did, you know what I mean? And they were telling me that that's not what it was. But also too, I was having dreams, mm. dreams, and I heard whispers in my dreams, you know, and not everyone's gonna have mm. these things. But the biggest thing was dancing for me. I seen how our ancestors danced and how they did the basic things. When they sat around and talked in the community, they talked with elders. Now it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm not this garden therapist. Therapists are great at what they do. But we had elders to talk to. 
But now what the system has done, it's basically said yeah, that you can't call yourself a therapist. You can't be professional mm-hmm. unless you went to school for how many years and license. And that what, mm-hmm. that what that does to us as people who are communal people is we start to disregard mm-hmm. knowledge from our elders and from our culture. And we think that personnel has to come with a certification or a diploma or a PhD or a master's to be able to share with us. When you see that, right? You wow. see that, you see that it has to be deconstructed right there because now when you can go sit down beside your grandmother mm-hmm. and be like, Granny, mm-hmm. and your grandmother sit you down, that knowledge, you know, you sit down and you talk. But now because you spent so many years in school that saying that the only people mm-hmm. that can share advice with you are the ones who have gone to school and got a certification, not that they're qualified because a certification doesn't mean that you're qualified. Yes, there are people out there. There are people out there yes. who are qualified sure. and they care deeply about their work. And I respect that. You know what I mean? I respect that. But there's also within our culture, many of the ancestors in our culture mm-hmm. didn't go to school, mm-hmm. but they are the most wisest, intellectual, deeply yeah. rooted, that can give you the best advice and can help you. But we have been taught to disregard what they present to us and go seek something Wow. who has somebody who has a certification, you know? And I, yeah. And I remember years ago, I was going through some the different things mm-hmm. in my life and I was recommended as psychologist or something along those lines. And I went to go see her. It was in a hospital and so mm-hmm. I went to the hospital, got off the elevator, walked down the hall to go see her. Yeah. Went in her office. She sat me on the chair and she sat at her desk and said, <laughs> okay, so talk to me. And I was just mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. oh, so this is what I'm going to do. I didn't go back. I didn't know why I didn't go back. I didn't have, again, the vocabulary to fully express yeah. myself. But now that I look back, nothing about that was welcoming for me. And that's for us as people, we have to start looking at these things mm. and being like, okay, this is what deconstructing is, you know? So that's a long answer there, but. No, it's, it's you know, you said so many things that's sparking a lot of um, information in my mind, mm. like, Okay, first of all, when you talk about the whole therapist yeah. thing, right? Um, so I actually went to see a a, a psychologist, yeah. Um, and my experience was was pretty good. You know, good my experience yeah. was good. On the other hand, but you know, when COVID hit for me, um, I couldn't no longer physically go see her, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I was going through some really like a really dark place in my life, Kayan, and. I I started, that's when I started asking my own questions. Yeah. I started asking, you know, the divine or at that time I would, you know, God, the father, yeah. um, Jesus, because I was, I'm, I'm, I come from a Christian background, mm-hmm. but I'm slowly, um, I guess, finding my own identity right now. Yes. So I'm like in this journey. Um, and I started asking questions and I was just like, listen, I'm tired. <laughs> Like what is this life? Like what is this life? I just started with, with um, with this psychologist. Everything was going, and and she was also like my pastor at that time. Um, she's a psychologist and a pastor, and I just so during my process with her, COVID hit in 2020. I'm asking all of these questions. Mm-hmm. I no longer have the ability to see her because 
everyone's going crazy right now. Okay. <laughs> Her schedule is off the chains. I, I don't have enough time. I'm still going to church, but it wasn't enough. I still felt like there's there's so much more that I need. And then one day, I think I shared the story a few times already on here. And then one day I felt my spirit tell me to go and pick up this book from Iala Van Zandt mm-hmm. called tapping the power within mm-hmm. and can this is a book that i bought three years ago okay the yeah. first year the first time i bought this book because i like yella i was like oh this is really cool i started reading but then when i saw things about like ancestors i saw things about um um uh, shrines yeah um altars i was like <laughs> what is that <laughs> So I put the book away for three years. I didn't touch that book because I thought that it was a book from 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 the dark side. You mm. know, like this is not it. But that time I literally felt in my spirit, this is a time for you to go and pick up that book. And I went, I picked up that book and I started reading it. And I was like, what was wrong with me? Like, what's wrong with this book? There's nothing yeah. wrong with this book. And I found, I hit a page on meditation. And that's where I think my journey, my self-healing journey started for me. And, you know, spirit led me into doing my own meditation, Mm. my own breathing. And I figured that part out myself. Mm. And I remember I had a conversation with the psychologist and I told her, I was like, you know what, lately um, I was introduced to going back into meditation and breath work. And then she's, I'll never forget that. And then she says, oh yeah, those are really good practices. And then in my head, I was like, ah, but why didn't you tell me this? Like, why didn't you offer me? Why didn't you tell me this? Because my mind was like, mm-hmm. was all over, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I realized that I guess um, it's part of the colonization. It's part of them being colonized. And I, I don't blame anyone for it. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. You know, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. But it made me, like, literally, this conversation is sparking to me, like, that's the reason why mm-hmm. she didn't push me towards maybe meditation or time of stillness or, you know, or diving into other yeah. things because mm-hmm. the colonizer is telling you to sit and talk about A, B, C, D and break down what A means, B means, mm-hmm. C means, take mm-hmm. the Bible, find mm-hmm. a quotation, do, you know? So I had to go through my own journey in order to find out that, okay, so I could, and I have the mm-hmm. ability to heal mm-hmm. a certain part of me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I went on this journey and I still mm-hmm. am, and I'm still doing the work, but then like, I won't, I'm not going to st- be here and lie like I I actually do have a therapist now Mm -hmm. (laughs) end up going back to therapy Mm -hmm. and it's funny because with her it's a bit different Mm -hmm. she's um yeah there's just something very different about her so I'm like you know what let me just continue with her and see where it goes um but all this to say is that like I I see it now now that you're saying it Mm -hmm. now I see it now I see what you mean about decolonizing because there are so many ways like as this um this series like the holistic way mm-hmm. our ancestral practices mm-hmm. is a holistic way exactly of healing. exactly mm-hmm. and i have to say to you like um good for you for doing that and listening because probably when you picked up that book you weren't ready as yet you know what i mean and now you're, you're ready to receive what the book had to offer and the thing is um i wanted to mention too is um the colonization thing, it's, it affects pretty much all of us in different ways. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Different ways. 
And like like you said, you're seeing a therapist right now. Again, there's nothing wrong with therapy. You know, therapy therapy can be wrong depending on the person who is offering it to you. If the person is not, you know, in alignment with what you need, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So Mm -hmm. that's where, Mm -hmm. and I've had experiences like that where it wasn't in alignment. However, the power within is important because nature gives us everything that we need. Nature supports us in every single way that we need the power within. We're all born with the power within ourselves to help self heal. Yes. And yes, there's going to be things that, you know, and then you community and things that you use on the outside to help that self healing. But we, we, we need to teach and reclaim what our ancestors did mm-hmm. because our ancestors never had to go into an office to do therapy work, nothing like that. Their mm-hmm. therapy was, you know, together the best way that they can community mm-hmm. and um yeah just so i really just wanted to touch on that and also with colonization it teaches us to look on the outside colonization teaches you that there's yes. something wrong with you it teaches you that there's something wrong with you and to mm-hmm. look on the outside and mm-hmm. that if you start to break down from the things that are being the causing you harm then you're the problem mm-hmm. colonization doesn't look at itself as the problem even though it knows that it's the problem it will never tell mm-hmm. you that so you're going to question yourself all throughout your life saying oh god there's something wrong with me when you really truly you're being affected by the things that are in place to hurt you and harm you, but you're always going to be told to blame yourself. You know what I mean? Um, So it's really important to go within, activate the power within yourself. And, you know, if you're ready for ancestral healing and wisdom to come, it will come when they are ready to come out and start making it visible to you. Yeah. That's so true. And, you know, talking about um, the, the whole, Every, the, the issue is outside. Yeah. It's, whew, sis. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's a For lot. My whole life, like, our, like, as you said, like, we've, we've, we've all walked in that, especially yeah. living out here. Yeah. Um, we've all walked in that whole notion of like, the issue is there. God is outside. Mm-hmm. This is outside. Yeah. It's this person's problem. Yeah. It's that person's mm-hmm. problem. But one thing I realized about, um, going through this like holistic journey and, mm-hmm. um, the, you know, depending on however you decide to, um, you know, go through your healing holistically because there's different ways. Yeah. I think what it does also is it makes us responsible. Mm, and accountable. It makes you become accountable, yes, yeah. and responsible yeah. for the things that are happening to you. Yes. Because yes. I like when you talk about like the way the colonizers has, you know, taught us. Everything is, you blame everyone. You yeah. blame the government. Mm-hmm. You blaming your friend, your sister, mm-hmm. your mom, your dad, mm-hmm. your cousin, the, your neighbor, mm-hmm. the dog. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, you're blaming every single person mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. than yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not looking mm-hmm. within yourself. Yeah. You're not realizing that you got some ego issues that you need mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. really observe. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not looking at your shadows. Yeah. yeah. You're not looking at that. Those yeah. Things. I think, yeah, and that's true. Like, it does teach you to go within. And I wanted to touch on that is that though when you go within, you look at yourself and you realize the role that you play. But also, mm-hmm. and I want to make this really clear, is that it makes you realize that how much you have been harmed by a system. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's not yeah. about, like, literally blaming here this person, that person. But to, like, know that, for example, um. Like some of the wellness, okay, how should I put this? There's so much going on in my mind that I just want to <laughs> articulate them all. Is on, there is this, uh, I, I read it. 
going back, many of our ancestors who have been enslaved, men and women, they were told that they were they were labeled as that they had mental illness if they were trying to escape. Yeah. Let that sit in for a second. You were they were told that if they were trying to escape, that they had a mental illness, that there was something wrong with, wrong them, with them for trying to escape. Now, the thing with colonization is that colonization didn't stop when they decided to stop, you know what I mean? It mm-hmm. just got more sophisticated. It got more, mm-hmm. um, they dolled it up in different ways. They changed the language. They changed mm-hmm. the, the, um, how it's being done. But they will always use words to not hold themselves accountable. How are you going to tell somebody that they have a mental illness for trying to escape and give themselves freedom? Mm. So now the person think, well, there's a problem with me. There's something wrong with me. Like, you know, you see the psychological damage of that. So even today, there's a lot of people, again, I'm not trying to say that, you know, basically I'm trying to say explore everything, explore what's being told to you. Because we have a lot Mm. of people nowadays who are being labeled with all these different labels Mm. for and all that they're basically doing is that they are reacting towards the situation that's put onto them. The spell. The spells that's been put onto them. Mm. And they're forever thinking there's something wrong with them when really and truly, a lot of the times, it's what's being done to you. Mm. So yes, go inside and hold yourself accountable the best way that you can, but also understand what is being done on the outside. Because when we do not understand what is being done to us on the outside, we disarm ourselves. Wow. You see, if you don't know that you're in a war, you're going to show up with the wrong equipment. Mm-hmm. You're going to go to a basketball game with a bat, with a basketball mm-hmm. game with a baseball. You're going to be like, I'm ready to play. Bro, you're, you're playing the wrong sport. <laughs> what are you doing here? And that's what mm-hmm. many of us are. We're in a situation with no equipment, the wrong equipment, telling ourselves the wrong things while they're laughing at us, wow. while they're, keeping, they're putting spells on us and they're laughing. So this is why I say decolonize and deconstruct, ask questions, explore everything. Where we are as a people, we can't just take things that are being told to us as is. Yeah. We need to question everything. And I know sometimes it's, oftentimes it's a lot because you have your daily things that's going on in your life, work, kids, family, different things happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. So understand that, um, do the best that you can. And this is why for me, when I talk about decolonizing and deconstructing on my journey is I say to myself, I surrender and I'm going to do my best every day. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make things as simple as possible because what self-care that's out there makes it complicated. Yeah. It, it's so, it's so, it's just, it, but it's, it's done that way on purpose. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, yeah. yo, if you don't have access to some of those self-care practices, what are you going to do? Not take care of yourself because you don't have access to that? No, you exactly. can't do that. Exactly. So when I, with myself and when I work with my clients, I tell them, if you have to go lock yourself in the bathroom, and take mm-hmm. your deep breath, go in the bathroom and do that. If yeah. you have only two minutes in your day, you do that. When you're walking to the grocery store, look up at the sky and be like, I thank you. Mm-hmm. Look at the ground, wherever you are. And that's the difference between self-care that meets you where you are, that's decolonized, than self-care that tells you you have to go certain places to be healed and go certain places for you to feel good. Mm-hmm. 
You know what just hit me? What you're saying, what I'm hearing is being in the moment. Yes. Being in the now. Being, being the moment. in the presence. Yeah. Yes. Because for a lot of us, we um, we may or may not get access to some of those other self-care um, practices, right? Mm-hmm. So what mm-hmm. are the practices that you do have? The power of your mind. Mm-hmm. The power of your mind. And using what you have until you can get the other things that you want, right? Mm-hmm. Um, cast your own spells. Speak. Mm-hmm. Speak mm-hmm. what you want into your life the best way that you can. Do what you can. Don't overlook your own power. Mm. right and be mindful too depending on the level that you're at what was already there for us with our ancestors are now being um taken and being sold to us yeah like i see so many many practices out there and i'm just like again the, the thing with this industry is that um they will jump on whatever they think is hot and right now spiritual and ancestral practices is the hot thing so all of a sudden, everybody is connecting to their ancestors. And I'm like, listen here, people, you need to ask which ancestors are these people connecting to? Because not all mm-hmm. of them, mm-hmm. not all mm-hmm. of them yeah. are the ones that you want to actually yeah. <laughs> be connected, be connected with. Yeah. And- like, yeah. It, like even me, when I started my journey, mm-hmm. um, you know, even just kind of hearing about this whole ancestor thing, mm-hmm. One of the things that I had to start off with mm-hmm. was accepting that my ancestors were not evil. Anything and everything that had to do with my ancestors, yeah. trust me, sis, me, I was like, yeah. hey, Jesus, yeah. you know, blood of Jesus. You know, they talk to you about yes. when you see um, a dead grandparent yeah. or anything in your dreams, yeah. that's, that means they're trying to trouble you to yeah, <laughs> trouble you or just so many things, yeah. you know, that yeah. was thought. So yeah. my first step, and I think I'm still in this step is saying they're not yeah. evil. Yeah. They are there for my yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously at the end of the day, there are just like there's people that, yeah that are, you know, that are more towards a darker yeah. side or a lower vibration, there were also ancestors mm-hmm. that were more, you know, yeah. they were not the most righteous or yeah. the most love and light type of people. Yeah. And you know what's so interesting about what you said too, and a part of self-care is, um, and I did a workshop, a workshop on this a few weeks ago, the love, light, and darkness, because we've been told that darkness is bad, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's not mm-hmm. true. That's part of mm-hmm. the, colonization, right? Right, yeah. because yeah, love and light does not necessarily mean good, right? Sure. So, sure. and um, with her ancestors, that you know, I always say when you, the word I like to use is vibration. What vibration do they want to use? So when we're reaching out, connecting to our ancestors, or doing self care, it's being like you want to connect to the ancestors that love and support you and want the best for you, because yeah. there may be ancestors who don't want the best for you. Exactly. You know. And darkness is part, darkness in its truth is needed, right? Because everything comes from darkness. Everything comes from darkness. And sometimes when we're experiencing times in our life where we feel like the energy is really heavy, we're like, oh my God, I was in such a dark place. I wasn't happy. And it's just like, no, you're in a dark dark place, a time for you to go inside and be in solitude and to learn and to shift and to change. But colonization has taught us that this is a bad thing, right? Because the things that we need, it's going to tell us it's wrong. Because the more people go inside themselves, the more people wake up. 
So we need to go inside. We need to be in places of darkness. We need to be sit with our dark. We need to understand our darkness. Yeah. We need to understand our love, our light, our darkness, our anger, because we need to know how to use these energies. When you don't know how to use your energies, you misplace them and you misdirect them yes. in this physical space. So this is why, once again, when you decolonize your self-care, because self-care in this world of the space that we're in teaches us love and light. We're gaslighted to love and light until the end of the day. I'm like, bro, how is it that all of you guys are talking about love and light, yet the world that we live in is still on some type of stuff right now? Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Obviously, there's an issue because you can't be on love and lighting when you're gaslighting everything else. Yeah. So yeah, that's um, <laughs> that's this really important. So the darkness is needed. Understanding but, that we need to understand our energies. Yeah. Just to add to what you just said about darkness is needed is that when you actually look at it, when you are in your darkest place mm-hmm. and you come out of it, Ooh, beautiful. You come out like yeah. You come out very bright. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not necessarily a good or a bad. It's just that sometimes that space is what is needed. You know, there's a difference between dark and evil. Yes. Darkness doesn't necessarily mean evil. Mm. And we've been taught to believe that darkness is evil and that love and light is good. When the people who have been showing us love and light have been doing the most harm. The most evil. Most evil. So that's what I'm trying to say. You have, we have to explore these things. How is it that for hundreds of years, mm. all this love and light has been doing the most evil? Wow. So you know what I'm trying to say? So this is what yeah. I'm talking about. Um, decolonizing, deconstructing. There's levels to it. And if someone is not, not ready for the full truth, then they're just not ready. But the deeper you go, the more you start to realize like this is a serious psychological um. Yeah. psychological warfare it is it really you know? is and i think that um like i don't i, I still str- i don't know about you but mm. i struggle with saying the word like black as black people mm. for some reason but i'm still trying to like obviously that's, that's a popular word that yes. we use right so um but like i would even just say indigenous people mm. um we've been so I get emotional because, yeah. we, like, mm-hmm. we've been battered. Like, yeah. we've been mm-hmm. lied to. We've mm-hmm. been um, abused. Mm-hmm. We've been so many things mm-hmm. has been done to us. So mm-hmm. many things have been stolen from us, mm-hmm. and it's like I feel like now, yes, there is this type of um, shift, and there mm-hmm. is a rise. But at the same time, this shift and this rise is still, it's like there's still something missing. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's yeah. still some type of like authenticity yeah. missing in it. You know, mm-hmm. there's, 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 there's still some, maybe it's because of this whole colonization thing yeah. is so deeply rooted inside yeah. us that we want to, you know, yeah. we, we, we want to get connected to our ancestors. Yeah. We want to not believe that they're evil. Yeah. We, we want to get, sit down and go deep inside. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and, you know, too, it's like, and I, I hear you in a whole space for that truth. You're right. Like we have been lied to and hurt in so many ways and it's very painful. And that ra- that rage that we feel is rightfully so. 
It's rightfully so. And part of decolonizing is not trying to make excuses and not trying to use other words to give definition for how we feel. It's like, no, I'm angry, period, done. Mm. I'm, I'm angry about it. And I'm going to give myself the space I need to sit and learn about my anger and how that feels in my body because it's real. Yeah. But we've been taught to, oh, you don't want to feel angry. You don't want to, it's like, no, not because I'm angry means I'm going to go out there and do anything. No, yes. it just means that I'm understanding my feelings, right? Yes. This is part of colonization and the system. They teach you to suppress these feelings, suppress your, emotions, suppress your feelings and your emotions, your because then if you start to understand it, you may start to ask them to be responsible, right? So yeah. um, I think it's rightfully so how we feel. And I think one of the things, um, part of decolonizing, deconstructing self-care is the words that we use to describe how we feel. And I've come to the conclusion that the English language doesn't have all the words I need to express myself. Mm. It doesn't because the English language is not our language. Mm. Not that it's, um, I'm not saying that it's not, a, you know, nothing great about it. No, I'm, I'm, all I'm saying is that there's words that I need to describe my emotions and what I'm feeling. And I cannot find that in the English language. I just you know feel that limited. feels so maybe if I was to go into my ancestral language, I'll find it. And even if I don't find it, I just know that how I feel can't be described. Mm. And I don't, I'm, that's a space I'm in. I don't need a psychologist or a therapist to tell me anything about, well, you can, you're going to have to try to find it. Nah, bro, I can't find no words. You need to chill. Mm. <laughs> you know? Um, so that's another important thing about when we are on this journey is to understand that when we feel certain things and if we can't find the words to describe it, that it's okay. But it's also very important to feel. Yes, it's to feel. Because that's we've been taught. And it's an interesting thing because we're taught, oh, emotions are not facts and this and that. And I get these arguments and these um, way of dissecting things. I understand that. But another thing apart about deconstructing and decolonizing is sometimes we can't Put, we can't use the same measured systems of worth and value or whatever it is that um, is used to cause us harm. Wow. You know what I mean? It doesn't make sense. So this thing over here is causing us harm, but then we're going to use the same thing to determine if we're happy and healthy. That doesn't make sense. It's not mm. for us to, to be weighing it against each other. And that's mm. what I mean, right? So in... in this over here on my left hand is the system that causes harm. And now the system's going to tell us, well, for you to be happy, you need to be doing this, this, this. No. You caused me harm. How do I know that you're not going to use harm and describe and pretty it up as happiness and therapy to harm me in another way? This brings me to this, um, I think it's a quote that I heard or somebody said where it's like, you cannot heal in the same env environment that made you sick. Yeah, you can. You can. And, and that's one of the reasons I feel I had to step away from, yeah. I don't know if I stepped away totally from like the Christian faith. Mm -hmm. I would probably just say stepping away from church. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because church and the Christian, the actual mm -hmm. Christian, even calling it Christian faith, ah, my dear, <laughs> I'm just like, just whole stepping away from that. Um, cause I felt like I've been in this thing for so yeah. many years yeah. and I'm still at that same place. Mm -hmm. 
you know? It's so interesting. And I'm not going to jump on that conversation about the church. You know what I mean? It's a very deep mm. conversation, it's deep. very it's deep. deep. And everyone, whoever's involved, have to, when and if they're ready, be on their journey for themselves. But I was talking to somebody and a question that came up and it was a real question and we, we talked further about it, but we just left it there. Mm. It was a church. Um, basically, it's like the church talks about all these different things about uplifting the community and this and that. Mm. Yet, how is it that we spend so much time in this space and we are still where we are? Thank you. How is it? <laughs> So the question came up and it's just like, we need to start asking questions. We need to explore. And once again, it's not easy because when you start to explore, you start to see some things, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You start to yeah, see you some can't, things. And, you, 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 it, and, and to be honest, you might even get to a place where you, you're in denial yeah. of the things that you are seeing, seeing and the things yeah. that you're hearing, the truth yeah. that's being shown to you yeah. in your face. And yeah. you're just like, nah, yeah. this ain't yeah. exactly. you have to be ready. Exactly. And what, what excites me though, when I think about all of this, when it comes to like, again, deconstructing, decolonizing the self-care is saying, well, two things I want to touch on is one is if we've been lied to so much and things stolen from us, what is, there must be something so special and great about us. And that makes me just want to continue exploring. You know what I mean? Continue feeding myself what I need to from my ancestral wisdom, you know what I mean? Because obviously there's something deep to this. That's one oh, right. thing. The second thing I realized, because um, for a lot of our ancestors, because our legacy, our legacy got interrupted. Yes. It got, didn't get destroyed. It got interrupted, you mm -hmm. know, and disrupted. And I think it must have been a time when our ancestors knew that they were, they were fighting mentally, physically, and spiritually knowing that they may not live in this physical space to reap the benefits, mm. but they were going to fight it anyways, because they knew that there's a generation coming. Mm. So even though they were in whatever horrific situations, some of mm. them still kept on the journey to fight, even though they knew we may not live and chances are, we're not going to live to reap the benefits, but there's others coming after us so we have to do it i look at that and i think about us now and i think we may not reap the benefits and see the work that we've put in mm. to ensure things change but that doesn't mean that we should not do it mm. we have to continue exploring finding the truths decolonizing so we can leave this information to our next generation either through blood or just through ways, different ways. Even if you decide that you want to have kids, even if you don't want to have kids, you're going to do what you can to leave the information onto them so that they're that much more prepared. Because a lot of our information we can't, we can't find. We have to rely upon spirituality. But mm -hmm. now we need to use the internet as one. But, you know, if they decide to take on the internet, what do we have? And then what? Mm -hmm. So we need to write, do what we need to do, put them in places, hide them in places, mm -hmm. <laughs> whatever we need to do to pass on information. Mm -hmm so that they get this information, the next generation. So when people are just, when people think that, oh, things are all better now, no, 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 things are not all better. We have to continue, yeah. right? 
And when part of our um, self-care things like dancing, singing, chanting, writing, you know, all of that has codes in them. When we dance, we awaken codes in our body because that's what our ancestors are used to doing. When we hum, we awaken codes in our voices because that's what our ancestors... So this is when I talk about doing ourselves the service because some of these practices that we're doing, not for, not for, they're not waking up anything because our coding is not in that. Our coding, mm. yes, doing your nails is great. Mm. Yes, massage is great. Mm. They're fun. They're needed. You know what I mean? The spa is fun mm. or whatever. They're cool. Mm. But you know what? Is that awakening the cells? It may awaken the cells or give you different things. That's one part of it. Mm. But go, go do the rooted things. Go lay out in the mm. river if you have to. Mm. You know what I'm trying to say? Do things that like your ancestors remember. So when I dance and I'm whining and I'm humming and I'm chanting, I'm drumming or whatever, like there's certain vibrational things that my cells remember. My cells remember it. And then they start to set off other cells and different things. And my ancestors are like, oh, this, you know what I mean? I I, I know this. So again, I'm not saying don't do the other self-care practices. No, indulge and treat yourself, but also don't like, don't deprive Don't yourself of others. Yeah. Yeah. This is important. Because when we deprive ourselves of the rooted things, <laughs> we what change are we really, how are we progressing? Part of um, progressing our culture is um, teaching and knowing ways to move our culture in the situations that we're in. We can't just hold on to culture as just culture. What's it doing for us? Right. So we got to hold on to the culture so that we can pass it on and move in the future and move in the present, make changes. So it's important to deconstruct and decolonize. And I believe in that so strongly. I love my people. I love my ancestors who love and support me. Like I, I give thanks for how I was raised in Jamaica to walk the earth, like the blessings of walking the earth barefoot, mm-hmm. playing in the trees, the blessing that I was able to get from that. I am so thankful. I'm so thankful that I got to be with my great grandmother. I got to like, I'm so thankful, man. Nothing that I see on TV, nothing could take that joy from me. And I won't let them do that. Mm. Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, um, I know we've been going for a little while. (laughs) I actually have like three other questions, but we're not going to, we're not going to go in i just want to find out you're talking about um as a child um did you what did you want to be when you were when you were younger did you think you were going to be a dancer as a child i didn't want to i don't remember wanting to be anything because that wasn't a message that was given to me what do you want to be that wasn't something that was being taught to me like oh you have to be something what do you mean be something i don't get that Mm. Why do we have to be something? I Mm. am that I am, (laughs) Mm. you know? So when I think of that, there was nothing I wanted to be until when I came to Canada, when I was told now, okay, what do you want to be when you grow up? Okay, I want to be a dancer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And even just being a dancer wasn't full enough because there's other things that were part of me. I wanted to be at one time a criminologist, a criminal profiler, Mm -hmm. an artist. You know what I mean? All these different things, but I'm at a place now when I look back, I'm like, 
I think it's good. It's, it's cool to ask those questions, but those questions can be limiting because oh we're God. not one thing. We are expansive. So that's yeah. a, another way of deconstructing and decolonizing. It just it just hit me like right? when, when, what do you when you just be? said it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That you're, you're training the child's mind to now think, I'm here to be something. Mm. And then they go into school. You're going to now be a lawyer, a doctor, a nurse. Like, you know, those things are needed to mm-hmm. function mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. this society. But we have to learn how to explain that to our kids. Okay. One last thing I'm going to yeah. say. <laughs> There's just so many layers to all of this. Um, just concerning what you're you're stating and even who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a, a dance and body, how do you say it? A dance embodiment trans, yeah, embodiment transformation coach, yeah. Transformation coach. See, that's not all you do. Yeah, right? no. Like that's the thing. Like you're a guided healer. Yeah. You're a fitness instructor. Yeah. You're a movement embodiment wellness and transformation and coach. Whereby before, like I feel like we're in an era where you're no longer one person. No, you yeah. know, everyone is discovering their, or a lot of people I would say are discovering this other part of them yeah. that's been dormant for yeah. so long because yeah. you had to go to school, finish college, go to university, do this, work in yeah. the office and all that stuff. And you know, this whole notion, I was actually having this conversation with my husband a few days ago, this whole notion of like creator, like this, this, uh, everyone is a creator now. Like, oh, this creator was like, no, yeah. but we're all creators. creators the yeah. human, the human, um, yeah. the human being is yeah. a creator. creator. Yeah. Yeah. We are born to create. Yeah. yeah. We have that embedded in us no yeah. matter who you are, you know? So like, Wow, this is so interesting because yeah. now I know not to ask my son when he grows up to understand what do you want to be when you grow yeah. up. I mean, uh, and I mean, there's there's ways to work the question so that to work the question to work the question so that there's there's an understanding that it's an expansive thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. The way that it was worded before wasn't expansive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's definitely layers to the conversation of deconstructing and decolonizing self care and. It's a journey that we just have to continue being on, uh, definitely. Awesome. So just one last word. <laughs> what would be, um, if, I mean, I don't know if advice. Nowadays, there's yeah. so many things that I'm reading, uh, like in the way you should talk to people, mm-hmm. you shouldn't advise, but, you know, all of these stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm so confused now, but I'm still going to say it. Like, mm-hmm. what would you tell somebody Mm-hmm. That is um, looking to deconstruct. Mm. What is that one where I know you said a lot, but I yeah. just want you to give them like just this one sentence mm-hmm. that they could take with if they didn't hear anything. anything. Today. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's a, it's there's so much. So I'm going to share one thing, but then listen to the entire podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> yeah, is ask questions explore ask questions of everything i think that's a great place to start and a great place to continue being on this journey Mm because when we start to ask questions then we start to give room to see things in other ways that's presented to us yeah that's Mm -hmm. what got me to really start deconstructing and decolonizing was i started to really ask questions and um be ready Mm -hmm. be ready when i when i what i mean by be ready is um 
allow yourself to to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. It just brings me back the whole ask questions. Every time you say it, I think mm-hmm. about um, a scripture that says, test all spirits. Mm-hmm. And I think that we've been taught the wrong way to test yeah. our spirits. Yeah. And now yeah. I get it when when yeah. it says to test all spirits yeah. Yeah. because it's it's energy, right? It's it's yeah. it's, it's all of it. So yeah. anything that is um, brought to you, that mm-hmm. is introduced to you, that you mm-hmm. need to ask. You need to yeah. test it. You need to yeah. to to know: is this really for me, yeah. or is yeah. this something that they are trying to condition me yeah. into? Yeah. Yeah, um, that's that's so true. And I I, I want to say this before we go is that um this this reality that we're in, though we're in physically, it's an also a reality that has been created for us. Because sometimes we think we just think of movies, you know what I mean? Yeah. But this reality has been created through the conscious mind, that subconscious mind has been created. So we're all part of this reality. And whose reality is it? Is it whose yours? Is it? Or is someone else's? You know what I mean? Whose reality is it? And then our realities connect and then form sub-realities because we're now interacting with each other. You know what I mean? So, and in self-care practices, it's really important to just be, keep things simple, man. Yeah. Like keep things the simpler it is, the closer it is to how our ancestors did it. Mm. That is the way for me. And that yeah. was work because I can't keep up with half of these things. I'm not going to spend money and half of these things, these yeah. <laughs> it's just not, they'll make people broke. Literally, literally. Yeah. Well, because anyways, yeah, we could go on. <laughs> yeah, but I love the way we ended it with um with what you just said. Yeah, like literally. Sorry, what's the statement you that, made? That whose reality? All the, the realities whose are coming reality? together. Whose reality are you in right now? Whose reality yeah. is it? Yeah, that's a that's a very deep question yeah. to ask yourself yeah. so to our beautiful listeners honestly today i i don't <laughs> know what else to say but this was a very very um lovely conversation i'm so glad you um you know as i said made time to be here Kayan. of course and um if somebody is trying to get in contact with you or want to use your services mm-hmm. where can they find you the best way to find me is through my website, www.kanward.com. There's also IG, KN underscore um, Ward. However, the website is always best. I do check my DMs. But right now, every now and then, I like to take a little time away from IG to just... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> just to kind of breathe for a bit. So those are both two ways that you can get a hold of me, website and IG. That's awesome. Well, this was it, friends. Um, we were with Kayan Ward. Thank you once again, hun. This was Thank really you good. so much, Agnes, for having me. You're welcome. We are so grateful that you tuned in into this episode today. Do not forget to subscribe to us, rate us, and share our content with a friend or two. Until our next amazing episode, stay blessed, stay Gucci, one love. <laughs>